This is episode number 217. What is important to you when deciding to bring a child into this world? With Daniela Galdi. Welcome. My name is Oleg Lohid, and this is the Overcoming Odds podcast, where you get a glimpse into the stories of individuals who've overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving their personal success. This podcast was built by you and for you to help you overcome adversity, suffering, and struggle in achieving your fullest potential. Before we get into today's episode, I'd like to make a few quick announcements. First one being an invitation to our upcoming event called Survive to Thrive Attitude of Gratitude. This is a two-weekend experience where we'll be exploring the concepts of different ways to develop resilience with gratitude, grieving with gratitude, and ultimately exploring the whole mindset behind what it means to be grateful and what life looks like without this larger concept of being grateful. If you would like to more details about these upcoming experiences, please visit our website at overcomingodds.today where you'll be able to find the full agenda as well as all of the speakers and facilitators who will be taking part of this particular experience. The second announcement that I would like to make is this. If you enjoyed any of the previous episodes or if this is your first time tuning in and you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can hear these inspiring and courageous conversations. Now, let's get back to the show. There she is. Hello. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Thank Hello. you for that introduction. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you for being a part of it. And thank you for choosing to have this conversation. You know, it's I, as I mentioned to you, I think this is a important topic to discuss from many different angles. Uh, as far as the pressure comes, I know that <laughs> I've experienced a different set of pressures uh, compared to what you experience as far as actually bringing a child into the world. I think for me, it's more so like, when are you going to start a family? And, you know, when are you going to get married? And all these other things where it's almost like there's an expected timeline for many of the things that um, that happen. And Melody has joined us here. She says hello from Massachusetts. Hi, Melody. Um, but I figured that the best way that we can maybe start off this particular conversation is by choosing to tackle the pressure and the expectation and all of the feelings that one has to hide when it comes to it. So how would you, like, do you experience that when it comes to that pressure, like from your family, your friends, other people within your circle? Oh, yes, Oleg. So one, let me just tell you, I, think, I feel very blessed to always be here with you. And, um, you know, when you asked, uh, what can I share that's happening right now? Basically, it's like, well, if we're going to be as candid as possible, this is, I mean, pregnancy and family marriage is just in my face all the time. Mm -hmm. And I laugh about it, but I also go home and I cry about it. Um, so the pressures... Not only uh, I feel, is this something that outside pressure happens to, I feel so many, but to speak for myself, to me a lot. And, and I've been experiencing this pressure of, 
um, the questioning and the, as you mentioned, like, when are you going to have a family? When are you going to do this? Um, for some relatives, it's even gotten past, like, when are you even going to get married to when are you going to have a baby? We've just skipped any traditional mm. time. <laughs> <laughs> type of time. <laughs> right, which yeah. is okay. I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind either way, but at the same time, you know, and, and I've been experiencing this since I was, I mean, I'm 34 now. And I, so I'm in mid thirties and I've been experiencing this since probably my like 27. So like wow. probably later. And, you know, I do have a, I have a partner that I've been with for uh, a decade, for 10 years. And so I'm sure people have questions, but um, the, the pressures are there on myself. The pressures are there from other people. And then there's the silent pressure where you're now surrounded by people who have families and children and they don't even know how to talk to you sometimes, but you can, you know, you can feel they maybe want to ask you questions and, and I'm an open, I, I'm an open book. I'd rather people ask me than me have to sit around and just feel this like out of place feeling of like, I feel like you want me to have a baby right now in this moment so that we can connect, <laughs> you know? And so it, it's like that silent pressure also, also gets to you. But then in terms of like an internal pressure for me as a woman, I mean, I didn't get the feeling of like wanting to have children until I was about 32. It wasn't, I, I thought it would come sooner. It, it wasn't there. And, and it's funny because um, I, I always would ask people, you know, what is it, what did it feel like when you decided like, I want to have children, I want to have a family. Um, and it kind of was something that was natural for me. It just kind of switched. And I was like, wow, I, I see a baby. <laughs> like I, that nurturing need comes out. But some people that doesn't happen and that's okay too. And that's why I'm so glad that we could talk about this because there's so many scenarios. And even now in 2021, I feel like we're all trying to open those conversations more, mm -hmm. but I'm not finding it happening in real life situations to where like there isn't just one scenario and like, um, you know, and it could be a fear of my own of feeling that silent judgment, that silent pressure. Um, but when you're around it, I mean, this is the time and it's beautiful for people who are, are doing it and have done it. And um, I, I should say, like, I want children. I do. Um, but but there, that outside pressure is just so hard on a person who also is aware of the internal pressure that mm -hmm. I, you know, my organs, <laughs> there are situations that could be happening that I'm just now getting to a, you know, a doctor to check on. And, um, I don't know what that might bring. And, and, and yes, there is higher risk. And, you know, those are all pressures that are constantly, you know, I'll be eating breakfast and I'm like, gotta go get my ovaries and uterus checked, <laughs> you, know, good, you know, so. I do not have the same experience. It is, it's a constant thing. It's, and then it's like, is everything, you know, everything I'm putting in my body, um, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm going on and on, but the pressures to answer your question are just constantly there. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, for someone who wants to have a child, there's different pressures, but I feel for people who either a are choosing not to, and they constantly have to defend themselves. I've found, and then the others where they really want to, and it's they're having there's trouble there. There's situations that are keeping them from it, um, you know. And then there's all, all so many different situations, and um, it's it's tough that there is this pressure on, uh, especially a woman's body, because you know. But yeah, I will say the average now that 
people starting families as 30. I just read that the other day, which seems actually really young to me still, but, mm -hmm. <laughs> but you know, what do you think on that as, as, well, you know, I experienced similar things. I think it's not necessarily being able to bring a child into the world, but it's more so like the whole concept of starting a family and everything that follows, like the golden retriever, the house and the marriage. <laughs> it's like, it's the same narrative every, almost every single time. And what I find myself in and, and the challenge that I experience on my end is how do you not necessarily like justify your action and your, your decision for not wanting to pursue that particular path right now, but more so how do you communicate that to the individual that may not have an open mindset around it? You know, they may have a fixed way of doing things based on the way that they've lived their lives. And I, I just realized that it, it's kind of, um, I mean, it's an internal struggle. <laughs> it's an internal challenge because am I trying to win them over? Am I trying to convince them that like my, my way makes sense to me and it doesn't have to make sense to anyone else? Or am I trying to do something else in that conversation? And I've also realized that <laughs> in some of those situations, when I'm asked those questions, judgment is one of the very first things that comes up, you know, judgment. And it's, it's sometimes I feel like I'm being perceived as less than compared to some of the other people that had uh, a family and a golden retriever and a house and all these other things. When the reality of the matter is the more that I think about it, it's like, who's to say that that's the ultimate thing, right? You know, who, who's actually to say that the ultimate thing is to have a child. I mean, it, I don't want to put words in anyone else's mouth, but it's, it sounds like a quote unquote great gift or whatever it is, or is it really though? You know, like I'm curious from your lens, how do you even perceive that at this point? I mean, is, is that even a necessary component to your life to have a child? So, yes. And, and to, to speak, I, I feel I um, go through those same things in conversations. And, and sometimes I just base it off my energy. I'm like, do I have the energy to defend <laughs> myself right yeah. now? You know, what is the purpose of this? Is it to make a deeper connection with this person? Um, but and then the other thing I, I've had to tell myself is, you know, like you said, like family, family can look different to me. It's like home, like who's your home? And um whatever the situation is, it's like, I feel at this point, um, we, we have an idea of what we want this home to be. And, and the home could be your friends, you know, that don't live with you, but they're your home. That's where you feel safe, you know? So, <clears throat> um, but to answer your question, Oleg, um, I feel like this is so tough. <laughs> this is very tough. So, um, the way that I perceive it is that, I just, um, <laughs> this is such a tough, go so, a tough topic. So ask me this question again. <laughs> Everyone, sorry. I'm a little nervous. This, oh, like usually I'm good and like, it is a difficult question because, you know, I think that part of it is the, um, I think part of the reason why it's a difficult question is sometimes this topic is seen as controversial. You know, it's either like, are you pro-life or are you against life? When the reality of the matter is, it's more so about just exploring. What does that even mean to you? And what's the choice that you want to have within it? And by the way, whatever the choices that you make within this, like, you know, you don't have to stick to it. So if, if after this conversation you say, 
I don't want to have children. Like, I'm not going to hold you <laughs> accountable <No. laughs> or anyone else that's listening. Yeah. But it's more so like when you hear those conversations and then when you hear the judgment. So when I hear how the do you judgment, deal with that? How do I deal with that? Um, I have a therapist, I'll be honest. <laughs> and, I, and I laugh about it, but really that's a big part of it is I, I have people who understand me. Um, in the moment, it is, it's still tough. And I wish I could say that I figured out how to, how to approach that. I try to approach it in a way that is, um, you know, you know, smile and a nod and, and it's not the right time. And that's where I have to respect my own boundaries of how much am I going to divulge into this? Because now I'm feeling all these things. I'm feeling judged. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling, you know, um, I'm in my own head. And so, um, sometimes it's, it's something that's like, okay, maybe this is just a conversation for later. Um, and what I will say too, is in terms of, like I mentioned, I do want children and I've accepted that I've waited. I, I've chose that. I've accepted that I've waited. So I also have gotten to a place where I accept that if it's going to be a little bit more difficult, a lot more difficult, I'm okay with that because this was my own choice, you mm -hmm. know, and I'm, I'm ready to take on any of those, um, any of those maybe physical issues that might come with, with being older and wanting to try. Um, what I found too, which was always very difficult. And I don't know if anybody else listening has ever faced this. Sometimes a child or, or a family or a partner is like the solution to fix you. Mm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. you know, I, I can remember talking to friends and, or people in general and, you know, I'm like, mm, I'm still trying to get my finances in order. I have my, my own businesses. I'm still waiting for stability. And like the response is like, oh, you'll never be ready or, oh, we'll just have a baby. It'll make you happy. <laughs> like, I don't know how you came up with that conclusion, but I'm happy for you if that did it for you, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so, so, so I think why I'm having trouble myself today, even speaking about this is one, because it is very, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a um, moving conversation for me, or it's, it's, it's a tough conversation for me in general because I'm experiencing it, but also I don't want to project anything onto people. And so that's where it becomes tough because I've been projected on. And yeah. so it's like when you're in that spot, it's uncomfortable. And I almost, with, with all that you and I both know about being uncomfortable, it's almost like, do we put ourselves in that position so we can better face situations that come up? Um, in this in this realm um, again, um, or do we protect ourselves and just you know, this is a personal matter. And and, and I'm getting yeah. to the point where I am, um, I am starting to say you know it's a personal thing that I'm I'm figuring out on my own. You know, so um, mm -hmm. yeah. And Melody said a similar thing. She said having children is its own unique oh. quote unquote career path, and it's not meant for everyone. And they feel, and you know, and I thank you, Melody, for sharing that because I mentioned earlier how um, for some that those things just kind of happened or they chose to. And and um, a lot of the time I get, uh, personally, I get, you know, like you'll never, the time will never be right. But when I tell you, like I can clearly remember at 32 years old, my body felt it. And when I tell you also that if I don't, you know, like there I don't necessarily agree with that if I have the um, any any type of control in that where 
um, for me, you know, if you if I had a baby a few years ago, um, planned it, I, I don't think it would have been the right time. I was not in a good place mentally. And, mm -hmm. and my promise to myself was when I can bring a child into this world, if I can, I would be in a in a better mental state. You know, um, I, I my insurance wasn't there. I wouldn't have been able to go to the hospital that I wanted to go to. You know, there were things that no, it wouldn't have been the right time, mm -hmm. you know, but I'm sure, you know, and I know parenthood is a whole experience in itself. Its so I'm sure that might be what people mean, but I don't know until we go deeper into it. And I feel like everyone's a bit afraid and myself included to, to go into it a bit more. Mm -hmm. What additional meaning would you say that having a child in your life would bring to you? <sighs> Gosh, I... So, I mean, you know, the word purpose comes up, but to get a little bit more specific is just like, um, I, I want somebody who I can provide with experiences, you know, that just experiences of like, um, of the world of, of experiencing the people in my life that I love so much, experiencing my traditions and um, building their own, you know, just like, that idea of like newness for them is really makes me excited. Um, but it, you know, in the same realm, I, I wanted to share with you, I, this is, this is something that constantly comes up for me, at least recently in like therapy sessions with um, my therapist, woo -woo, shout out to you. So <laughs> she knows who she is. So, um, but uh, I, you know, I, I have struggled with the fact of like, why, like why am Am I doing this for me, or am I doing this for the person, um, mm -hmm. for the for this potential new person into this world? You know, and and I think I overthink and I analyze and I'm always questioning. So so at some point, you know, for myself, I am working on just just doing because it makes it brings happiness. You know, so that's something that I'm working on myself. But I mean, I've questioned, and I and that's why when you ask me, I mean, one of the one of the words that I will bring up is like. I, I felt selfish. Like I couldn't find a reason other than like, I want a baby. Like I want, mm -hmm. it's like, you know, so um, is that a good enough reason? I don't, I don't know, but because of what I'm working on with just trying to be, you know, do what makes me happy and not have to have all of these reasons why, um, you know, it, 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 to me, it's okay. Um, so, so yeah, so I just, um, but again, I know friends that, and I have friends that I, we can get into these conversations and it's so wonderful because they, they do not want children. They do not want children now. They are having trouble having children. Like they, they are fine with being single and they mm -hmm. love that. And they're like, if it happens, it happens. And, and they have a different perspective for their life. And it's, it's wonderful when everyone can come together and, um, you know, and that's why I wanted to talk to you about this, like come together and just not just say, oh yeah, okay. And like, it's an, it's kind of implied that you support, but like really support, you know, really um, be there and, and don't, you know, acknowledge in the next conversation that this person doesn't want to have children and like acknowledge that in, in the words that you're saying, acknowledge it in, the fact that you're not dismissing them, like, oh, well, you'll change your mind. You know, like, it's up to us to really just be conscious of, of that for others because of this topic of family, of, of, of home, of future is so sensitive to people. Would you say that that's something that's kind of been like, is it, how do you understand that when it comes to your own family? Is it, 
ingrained or within the nucleus, so to speak, to be able to continue like growing the generation, you know, extending the family name. Mm-hmm. Like is, is that, I'm, I'm trying to understand this from the perspective of like, cause I experienced, you know, similar things, but like, where does that really come from? Where right. does this whole concept of like the family name must go on or must live on? Like, where does that ultimately come from? Is that from years and years and years ago when we were, <coughs> you know, when some of us were like brought up in those circumstances? And if so, why do we choose to continue? Like, what's the actual importance and the meaning that that family name carries? So, and I know you and I have had different family upbringings, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, it's different for everyone, I would assume. But um, for me, I would say that that whole idea of the name, I, I don't know if it's the name. For me, the two things that are very important right now is the tradition, because I, I've grown up with parents who came from Italy. And, you know, I we try to keep the traditions alive when my grandparents passed. And I and I noticed, you know, it, it's hard. It's hard to do. And so to keep those traditions alive with my parents, we try. But I'm I'm nervous. Like I have a lot of fear. If you can, <laughs> there's a lot of fear surrounding this. I have a lot of fear that I'm working on where it's, you know, I don't want those traditions to to die out because I value them so much and I value the um I value how close they brought myself and my family and others. Um, and then the other, you know, so I don't know if it's necessarily like the name line, but for me, it is also, um, I, I feel the pressure to have a child because I would so badly want that child to know my parents, um, in that situation, like, and, and they're a bit older. And so, you know, I have to be conscious of that, that, um, things are riskier now. So, um, I don't know if I can speak on the whole idea of like carrying out the name, um, but I know for me, it's like traditions and also, you know, carrying out the traditions and also, um, you know, experiencing the people that were so influential in my life um, um, in some way. <laughs> I can relate to that. You know, I, I could see that. I think there's, I probably have similar things where even when it happens with friends or significant others, like wanting them to see the people that have impact and influence your life, your trajectory, and and ultimately were the backbone of who you have become. Yes. You know? I think like there's something about wanting to show the origin of where you came from. And I don't I've been wondering like why is it like that? And I ran into, you know, rabbit hole where just there was just no answer. There's no <laughs> answer. answer to it to it all. But there is something within like wanting to show the origin, wanting to show your roots, wanting to show where you come from and wanting to show who are the people that are partially responsible for the person that you are today. Absolutely. And that's why I mentioned earlier about, you know, the, the traditional family sense, but, but the family is the home and the home can be people who don't live in it, (laughs) you know, and that, that could be your safe space. And, and, you know, to me, when I hear you say that about, um, about, you know, going down the rabbit hole and not finding answers, you know, the, the thing that comes up for me is like, to me, that sounds like it's your, it's your turn now to create this new, your, it's Mm -hmm. your turn to create, like now is the start of it all for, through you. Um, Yeah. 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 And I think having also understanding that there is a choice <clears throat> to be made, even in, in regard, regard to the whole concept of family. I mean, I genuinely believe that, yes, 
there's the family that you're born in, but then there's also the family that you choose. So the people within my life that are quote unquote family are those who are friends, relatives, and everything in between, because those are the people that were really there for me. And if I think if anything that represents family, it's that, but I'm curious to hear from your lens, how do you view family at this point? What does that even mean to you? So family um, is it very extremely similar to how you have said that. I, I fortunately, I've been um, able to grow up with a family, uh, you know, my parents, my sisters that I'm very close with. Um, but all throughout my life, I've always been very close with friends who um, then their parents would become my family. And, you know, um, then new friends that have come in as I've evolved. And I, you know, I consider them part of my family. That's something that, again, in like uh, the Italian culture that I, I've always loved is, you know, there's no, there's no um, distinction between like second cousin. Like, yes, if you're going through a family tree for like a project, I had to learn like, this is the first cousin, this is the second cousin. But like, there, there's no distinction in that. And, and I feel like I've taken that with me in terms of, um, my circle of friends or, or even you, I consider you my family. I, you know, a friend that I've known for 20 years was like, who are you speaking to? I was like, my friend Oleg, like <laughs> he's, you know, you don't know mm -hmm. him. We've known you and I have known each other for 20 years, but like he is part of my circle, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, that I, I feel like very similarly to how you, um, how you explained it is that, that, that family, there's no distinction. It's, it's the people who are there with you and who, um, I mean, it's more than just doing things for each other. So, but it's those people who you can talk with, you can understand, and um, yeah, that, that's how I would explain it as well. How did you figure out who's truly there for you? Whew. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, Where do we start? <laughs> yeah, of course. You know, it was funny. I, I had a situation recently that really taught me a good lesson in that, and it, and it, and it. It brought me to tears because I think the one expectation was that these that that the I've evolved from those who I assumed were there for me, and and each I feel as I get older and older, each experience helps me to realize the value. Um, God, I don't like that word in this sense, but for lack of a better word, right now, just like the value that. Um, that people, or maybe maybe it's the the next step that people will go with me. Mm -hmm. They will, you know, they will they will want to know more. They will want to hear about, you know, it's not just um, it's not just a surface level. And and I feel like that sounds so amateur, but but it's an experience of that growth where it's like, okay, maybe like a small talk. And that's it. But then that person goes the extra step. And I feel as though I'm safe with them to go that extra step. And we can disagree. And we can still know that we love each other for the people that we are. We love, you know, um, we, we, we have the same type of ethics, morals and things like that. But I have to tell you, even with this past year, with everything that went on in terms of like, even Black Lives Matter and things like that, it's, it's hard to, you know, do you stay with the people in your life that have this value that will go the extra mile with you, um, but you differ on certain elements. And do you just, you know, do you continue so that you could teach each other or do, are you too different to even continue because your values and morals are, are so different? Um, 
I don't know if that's happened to you. <laughs> oh yeah, I think it's happened um, many times. And the other thing that I've learned throughout my life is choosing to test my network and my circle. And one of, what I mean by that is, you know, not testing it with <clears throat> every single challenge that come across my way, but more so when there are certain challenges, especially especially unexpected ones that come. What I started to do is I just started to ask for help. Mm. I just started to ask for help because, A, you never know who's going to be able to help. B, if there's any sort of judgment or anything that comes from you choosing to ask for help, well, maybe that's the situation or decision where you make that maybe that person is not meant to be a part of that particular circle. Now, I don't know how you do uh, this particular part, but for me personally speaking, when I started to go through this process, uh, and I literally just started with my phone <laughs> to go through all the contacts. There were people that they're no longer in my phone. And it's nothing personal. I don't hold any grudges. I don't, I don't do anything like that. But it's more so I just realized that something that you mentioned at the beginning of this conversation, it's like if the person is there, therefore I'm choosing to give that person energy. But if they're not really there for you and they're just a contact in your phone, for me the question is like what's the point? Why am I doing this? You know, why am I holding space for the particular individual when the reality of the matter is the space truly does not exist in the form that I envision it? Uh, it may there may be some other space that it exists in, like you said, the surface level conversation. But I don't know. I I think depth for me is a very important component within my life now. And I had a friend of mine. He was actually on yesterday's episode that we had, <clears throat> he said during one of the conversations that there are certain people within his life that he truly just chooses to disengage, disconnect. Because, I mean, let's face it, we do have a finite amount of time here. Like, we don't get to be here forever. And I think, spend, in my opinion, me choosing to spend my time trying to cultivate and rebuild relationships that truly are not there. Why? Right. Why not just use that time and energy elsewhere on another relationship? Um, you know, so I, I, it's a difficult one to step into for sure. Um, it, it took me many, many years to get to this point. And I think the reason why it took so long is because I was so, there were so many phases within my life where people pleasing was a thing, you know, like I didn't want to hurt people. I didn't want to disappoint. And I felt that by, by literally choosing to remove their physical name from my phone <clears throat> was a way of hurting them. And then after a while, I just started to reframe them and I said, why? Why do I think that it's actually hurting them? When the reality of the matter is they don't even know that you're doing that action. Right. Unless you communicate it to them. You know, it's like the same exact thing. Texting, I think, is one of the more, most complicated forms of communication. You know, because humor, unless you really know the person, humor is one of the hardest things to translate for me through text. So one person might be laughing on the other side. The other person might be completely pissed because mm -hmm. they don't get the joke. <laughs> so, I think you're very funny. <laughs> no, so it's like, it's like the same thing, you know. And that's where I think like Melody here said the same exact thing. Depth is a direct impact of values and beliefs shared. And that is something I was actually going to ask you. You know, when you mentioned this whole concept of people choosing to have different beliefs, what is a compromise that you're not willing to make when it comes to that? 
that, that, uh, by the way, that was a great explanation of everything, and I'm, I'm going to use that contact. <laughs> yeah. um, it's, I mean, in a general sense, it's kindness. Um, if you are not open-minded to um, the fact that everybody should be treated uh, as a human, mm-hmm. um, and I guess to go a bit deeper in, in what I'm realizing now is um, I can't accept ignorance anymore for my, mm-hmm. you know, that's something that's really been a, um, I, I struggle with it in terms of, you know, I'm someone who wants to always see the good and and I, sh- I feel I can say, assume for you as well, like you want to see the good in someone and things like that. And, and the, the idea of ignorance um, it's funny because I remember being younger and my sister would always say, you're so ignorant, you know, we'd fight with each other. You're so ignorant. And then finally I looked it up because I was like, I can't always be ignorant, you know? <laughs> and finally I looked it up and I, and it, you know, it's the definition of it. And I don't know if I'm saying it verbatim, but you know, it's not, uh, basically having an unknowing, an, an unknowingness, an unknowing. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's harder for me now as I get older to, accept the ignorance of um, of even just being in a room and uh, not having a sensitivity of, of who's around you or, you know, um, having like an I don't care attitude. Uh, it just doesn't sit with me anymore. I think we, you know, that's a big thing. And, and in a broad sense, it's the kindness of it. It's, it's the compassion of it. It's, it's the um, being aware of, of, others feelings and if it comes down to that like if you if you're not aware of somebody else's feelings and you know sometimes it slips up and you don't realize it um but but an acknowledgement after the fact um i mean these things are just so important to me now and and you think like for myself i think am i just asking too much and then you realize that there are people in your life that do exhibit these things and you're like, no, I'm not, you know, it it is Mm -hmm. possible to be a kind, compassionate, aware, um, human being. (laughs) And I think if anything, it's a practice. It's a practice. Yes. You know, like I I think I had a friend of mine recently uh, say this. she said that every single day it's a practice for her to get up and choose kindness over violence. It's a choice. I mean, and and when she said that, I was just like, wow, that is so profound because it's true. Yeah. Like I can choose to project violence or I can choose to project kindness. (laughs) Even when I might be in the midst of the greatest challenge of my life, I think there's still a choice. And I, in my opinion, that's something that maybe is forgotten sometimes. The choice. And it's hard. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't get it right every time. Like, sometimes I get sucked into the circumstances. Same. Absolutely. You know? But I think the difference was what you just described. Like, choosing to take a step back, choosing to acknowledge it for what it is, and then outside of that, an apology. Now, however far that goes, I don't know if that's for us to determine because I think there's an equal maybe part that the person who's receiving it like whether they choose to receive it, that's completely up to them. They may reject your apology yeah. for being ignorant or not aware, you know? But at the same time, I feel like even that point, like that's okay. Cause you truly did the best that you could. I mean, like what else can you do? 
you can't go internally within that person and change the wiring of their brain. Right. Absolutely. Yep. And you mentioned something too. And, and I, and it's, again, it's something I struggle with, um, in all sense senses, um, the, the word effort comes up for me of like, is there that effort there? And for me, I'm so used to, again, like the people pleasing, the trying to see the best, the like not, you know, overthinking things, but um, is the effort there as well? Like this, this needs to be a balanced type of situation here in order for it to work. And, um, and it's a tough, it's a tough thing, but I, I think effort is also important there and, and acknowledging if you can't put the effort and then it's up, you know, uh, we've had scenarios, especially in pandemic where people needed time to themselves. And if that understanding isn't there where, um, someone needs to step back for themselves, that's big for me. Like, I need that understanding because there are times where I need to step back for myself and mm -hmm. it has nothing to do with the other person. And, um, you know, I, I would hope that that person is still there and understands when I'm ready to come back. And I think that's a big, you know, that right there is like the effort in terms of like being able to vocalize it, being able to understand the other side of it. And it's just like that, you know, I'm sure feelings because they have for me, feelings come up with that, you know, and being able to take those steps and, um, and, and, and to me, that's still effort, even though it's not like exertion, exertion mm -hmm. in that sense, you know, um, mm -hmm. it's effort to try not to put it on yourself and, and understand the other person. Mm -hmm. You know, Melody brought up a very good point here. She says, none <laughs> of us get it right every time. And I'm wondering, like, from your lens, so I view the whole right and wrong through the perspective, through the point that it's all a matter of perspective. Um, it's something that I've been trying to <laughs> work on as actively as I can, but I, I genuinely do believe that everyone is right according to the lens that they're seeing it. Right. You know, so you and I can be looking at the same exact thing, and because we have varying perspectives, it doesn't make one right, the other one wrong. It just is. And I'm wondering, how do you look at that right now? Like even in, in regard to the whole effort component, one person effort might be different compared to someone else who might go the extra mile, you know, like yeah. the whole right and wrong. Like how, how does that even make sense to you? That's a great question. So, I mean, I think I would have to, to me, it's um, meeting, meeting the person where they're at. So whereas I might be in a place where I can, I can, <clears throat> I can be in this, my perspective of my perfect friend, you know, like the, and I'm quoting perfect because again, you know, but um, I think it's being able to meet the person where they're at, <clears throat> excuse me, being able to meet the person where they're at. And, and again, it's going into that depth of if we're, if you're, if we're not in the space where we can feel safe to go into that, those deeper mm -hmm. places um, are we able to actually then recognize where one another, where they, where one of us, where we are at with it mm -hmm. in, in our life? It's a toughie. That's a toughie because mm -hmm. it is, it's, it is, it's the perspective perspective of it all. But I think the openness has to be there um, in order for us to grow and, and, you know, set aside our, our um, own personal judgments or, 
being able to vocalize that our own personal judgments to each other. Like, this is how I'm feeling right now. And like, am I, am I true in that? Is that, is that how you're feeling as well? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> is it important for you to be right? <laughs> Should we go ask my partner? <laughs> um, it's a hard thing. It is, it is, I have to check myself at times to be like, my way is not the only way, you know, my way, even though I think it, it comes from a place of love, um, as best as I can try to, to make that happen. I do have to check myself. My way is not the only way. Um, but I'm, I have from a young age prided myself in the fact that if I'm wrong, I will, I will admit that I am, I'm not, I, I am okay to, to say, oh, you know what? I made a mistake. Um, I am, I'm 100%. I don't know. I feel like it happened in like a dance class when I was younger and we had to learn how to own up to something. I don't know, but um, <clears throat> I am, I, I make sure to check myself to understand both of those things, you know? Okay, Dion, not everything is the way you see it. And also um, on the other side of that, like, were you wrong? And were you, were you not open in this situation, I just say, or, or, mm -hmm. you know, if it was facts, you know, were, were your facts incorrect or, you know, so um, just being able to own it up because I feel like I learned from that. I learned mm -hmm. and then it goes back to the depth of in a relationship. It's just going to hopefully bring us closer. And if not, it, it might disconnect us, but it was our time to disconnect. <laughs> How do you gauge that? How do you gauge whether or not a relationship has depth? <sighs> and I like, I, and the other question is like, how far are you willing to go to develop that depth? I think it's, it, it, it's circumstantial in the sense of where I'm at. I do. I think it, um, I, I do believe, uh, I, I feel like we do have different levels with people. And, um, I believe again, <clears throat> excuse me, going back to like our energy, like, do I have the energy to bring more people into my life? I might really want to bring this person into my life, but right now I'm, I'm, I'm not at that capacity to do it. Um, so, uh, an energy is a big thing. And then also, um, I go off my feelings a lot, <laughs> my intuition of like, what do I feel around this person? And, um, I try to consider, you know, where they're at too. If they're having a bad day, I'm not going to, you know, hold that against them, but, um, uh, but it's still the feeling goes past that. So, um, yeah, to answer your question, I think it would have to be like an energy thing um, where I'm at with myself. Uh, I mean, I really believe we have the power to kind of like put things on hold if we need some time for ourselves and then jump back into it. Um, I believe this even with like business, like if you're so inundated, great, but like we have the power to be like, okay, I just, I need like a couple weeks to just focus on my current clients. And then it's like, oh, you're, all right, business can slow for a little bit. And then, all right, I'm in a better place now. Now let's have, bring on bring on more people, you know? So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think it has to be where I'm at with, with that. Yeah, I think having that re recharge mm -hmm. and the ability to take a step back. Right. I, I'm learning that as we speak and, you know, I don't get it right <laughs> every time. But it, and I think part of that is because everything that I'm doing, it's just become so a part of who I am. And so choosing to let go and step away from it, it's almost as if you're stepping away from an aspect of who you are. You know, you're help, you're, I am trying to separate like self 
in that moment. And I think that's the challenge is choosing to do something. And I, I've, you know, literally sometimes have to force myself to do something that's not quote unquote work related, but like, I don't view this as work. You know, I just, I found a way to make this work in my advantage. So that way it allows me to continue living the life that I've quote unquote always dreamed of. I mean, it took a long time. I mean, I've had many obstacles and challenges and you witnessed many of them. It's like, it, but I think that's the beauty of it all is that, you know, does it work out for everyone? <laughs> I don't know. Can it wor work out for everyone? I don't know. All I know is just that for me, with a ton of work and persistence and all these other things, it has. And I know for you it has. Um, and I think for some of the other people that are choosing to tune in, but this whole question, and this kind of is a great way to dive into this whole topic and then also, you know, to summarize it all, it's choosing to challenge the expectations and assumptions of others. Right. And being open to the fact that it might look different. A child, everything. I'm sorry I interrupted. I, yeah, being, being open to the fact that it might look different. I mean, as you said, I mean, you you and I are similar in that. I, and it's funny mm -hmm. you say you have to really <laughs> push yourself to try to do something outside of work because you love doing what you're doing. Um, but, but you know, it, it can look different from the expectations, um, even your someone's personal expectations and and you know I encourage people to and, my, and myself and you to be open to to that idea because you know I've always seen myself um in my head someone said to me the other day why did you always want to be famous and I said because I wanted to have a platform where I could speak about things and I wanted to do things like this and then I was like wait a second <laughs> We have so many platforms that, you know, I don't need to get to that A-list or, you know, uh, position. Right. And so it's the same when it comes to this decision of, of um, you know, where are you at when, when it comes to um, what family means to you, what it looks like to, you know, bring children into the world or not bring children into the world. It, can, it looks different for everybody. And, and it's just, I'm glad you brought that up because it's such a great reminder of, whoever needs to hear it right now, that it can look different for everyone. At the end of the day, what would you say you, you constantly seek for and go after? <laughs> I, I laugh when I'm nervous. <laughs> what do I seek? Oh, gosh, it's, it's, Ooh, can it be a two-word answer? It can be 20, can, whichever you choose. <laughs> um, it's, it's, it's peace. I think it's like peace and fulfillment. And, and I feel like those happen when they work together. Mm -hmm. um, and it's funny because for a long time, fulfillment to me was always associated with career and money. And I've been trying to rework that because fulfillment to me is just the peace of being able to sit here um, in my bedroom <laughs> and talk to you and everybody else. And, um, and, and, uh, that brings me peace and it's that um, it brings me fulfillment and I just I finding the way that those two can really complement each other um, in all my experiences uh, that would be my right now answer <laughs> mm -hmm. now you do a lot of this work with people right around this these concepts of fulfillment and peace I yeah. know that you do a lot of like workshops and different things like that right Yes. Yeah. They're still standing together. We definitely um, um, are trying to really make sure that 
um, well, I personally on my end, I'm observing what people uh, are experiencing right now and could possibly need some support on. And that's where the support groups and workshops come in. Um, we've been a bit on hiatus, but they'll start back up very soon. And um, again, it's just helping people to either learn new things or hear what they needed to hear to, to help them to move forward. Mm -hmm. So, um, and have those resources and tools to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've had, I mean, I, in the however long I've known, you've had quite the journey when it comes to that. And I think entertainment space and everything, you know, that's a whole other conversation, whole other set of challenges. What would you say is the main difference as far as when people are searching for you and trying to connect between still standing and then your personal site that people are able to see on the bottom? Oh, absolutely. So um, daniellegaldi.com is... Um, where you'll find everything about my professional background um, and a bit more about me. Um, it's a very windy road, so um, take a minute or two to, <laughs> to explore it. Um, I, I really like to just be able to um, do as much as I can, and that reflects in my um, website there. Um, you'll see like a portfolio, things like that. Uh, Still Standing Together is going to be where you're going to get um, updates on stillstandingtogether.com, I should say, updates on anything related to mental health and wellness. Um, that's where our resources are, uh, podcasts, um, blogs, mm -hmm. things like that. And then um, you can follow me at Daniela does what? <laughs> on all that's awesome. Things. Now, just a quick question. Why did you start Still Standing Together? Absolutely. So um, it's my baby. But uh, I started still standing together after a time when um, I had found myself. I have anxiety. I manage anxiety, depression, um, panic attacks. Um, and still standing together started because I had gotten to one of my very lowest points where I promised myself I'd never get to again. And I found myself in bed. This bed, actually. I found myself in bed and I could not move again. And it was after months and months of not putting um, my mental health first and ignoring it for reasons of not wanting to confront it, reasons of finances, um, thinking I could fix it by myself. And then I didn't want to bring anyone down with me. Um, and I found myself in bed. I, you know, I had a family that my, you know, my partner came home. He came home because he knew something was wrong. And um, my sisters put money in my account. They called a therapist. You know, I had people that stood for me so that I could get back on my feet. And um, I just months after it in therapy, I thought I can't, you know, I'm not a therapist. So what can I do to bring people together to get them these connections? Because sometimes it's the hardest to tell the people in your life who are your family, your friends. Mm -hmm. And um, so just create a support system after that. That's amazing. I'm happy that you found that. And, you know, I think these are... <laughs> Real topics. Uh, I've definitely gone through my own phases of anxiety and depression, stress, all these other things. So I think the fact that you chose to act upon and create this community for other people. I mean, I know from personal experience, it takes it took me a lot of courage, confidence, and all these other things to actually step into the the light, so to speak. And the fact that you did it, that's it's amazing to hear that. And for anyone that's listening, please connect with her, whatever the platform is LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, as she had mentioned, also her website. And outside of that, just want to appreciate you, appreciate all the people, Melody and everyone else that chose to tune in. And it's, um, it's amazing every time we're able to connect and learn from each other's journeys. Oh, absolutely. And, I, and you're a big inspiration for me, Oleg. So thank you for all that you do and keeping us all connected and getting deeper. 
No, thank you. I appreciate it so much. And you. Thank you all for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. If you haven't done so already, please consider subscribing to our future episodes so you can receive all of the latest content as well as the latest episodes. Also, if you like what you heard, please consider leaving us a review on iTunes, Facebook, or Google so more people can find these courageous and inspiring conversations. Once again, we thank you for listening and we'll look forward to having you next week.